Hi there, folks. This is WP Tonic, episode 99. We've got a live panel here of WordPress experts. We're going to be talking about WordPress news of the week. And then we're going on to our main topic, which is um, what plugins that our panel put on almost every web WordPress website they're, that they're involved in. It should be a lively chat. I'm going to ask the panel to introduce themselves. Um, let's start with Jackie. I'd like to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Jackie D'Elia and I run Jackie D'Elia Designs and I build uh, websites for clients to help promote their brand and drive their customer engagement. And thanks uh, Jackie. Sally, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Sally Getch. My business is WP Fangirl. Uh, I build WordPress websites for uh, small businesses and nonprofits. And I'm also the organizer of the East Bay WordPress meetup in Oakland, California. And my beloved co-host, like to introduce yourself, John. Sure thing. My name is John Locke. I run a small WordPress consultancy called Lockdown Design here in Sacramento. And what about you, Jonathan? Uh, I'm the maintenance guy. <laughs> I, I clear the rubbish up. I'm the rubbish. I'm the WordPress rubbish disposal company. We we clean up the messes. Go to WP Tonic and find more. We're very we're very helpful. Um, so folks, um, let's start off with the, um, some of the great news stories that my panel have found. And let's start off with Jackie and um, the story that you found on Tavern about. Um, about themes. Can you explain the story and why you found it interesting, Jackie? Um, yeah, uh, the story was about a plugin that helps you compare your parent theme updates for your child theme and helps you decide if you need to add any functionality or changes to your theme. And for most people, it's pretty scary when there's an update um, and you don't want to go in and mess with your child theme. So this makes it a little bit easier. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, it's great. Um, got any comments, Sally, about it? Uh, I remember seeing that in passing and thinking, well, that sounds like a nice, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a nice idea because, you know, there was already a theme check uh, plug-in. Um, and, uh, it, you know, this is a, a little bit different because the the original theme check plugin is, is mainly meant for people who are creating themes that they mean to put in the repository. Um, but this is nice because, yes, sometimes, you know, it's, it's possible even if you have updated your parent theme that you've done something in your in your child theme that needs to be addressed and that you wouldn't otherwise be aware of. Um, so uh, I think that's uh, that's useful. It, it is definitely uh, something more aimed at uh, developers than at end users who I think, you know, it's kind of like if you get those uh, WooCommerce updates and it says you have these templates out of date and, you know, your average store owner is going to say, um, now what? Um, yes. What do you think, John? Well, definitely. Uh, this plugin is really cool because that is a problem. Um and I think in the WP Tavern article, it references that uh, there is a thread of somebody who is using Avada. Big shock there. Uh, and the, they, uh, every time they would update it, like, you know, things would break. And that is the reality of, you know, using any CMS. Um, any CMS, whether it's WordPress, Joomla, Drupal, when there's updates to... Uh, 
the theme, you're going to have to test it on a staging site. And this plugin is is really useful because safely, if you're using like a premium theme, say something you bought on Theme Forest or one of the independent uh, theme shops, you know, uh, and you're using a child theme, you want to be able to track the differences between your child theme and your parent theme so that nothing breaks. Now, ideally, you're testing that on a staging uh, server, but this is a, a useful way to maybe uh, track changes and not be hunting and searching for, you know, all the things that potentially might be different. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, it's actually, um, it's quite surprising because I think this is an area that um, should have been looked at a lot earlier and some um, internal tools should be there because it's a security problem as well and it kind of puts it. It puts everything in the air, like, but like what you say, you should have a staging site, and it is important to keep these everything updated, isn't it? But on the other hand, if you don't have a staging site or you don't really know how you should set things up before you install something like upgrade like this, you can get into a bit of a mess, can't you? What would you would you agree with that, Jackie? Yes, I would. And I mean, I'm even, I've even had challenges just with keeping up with, like, I'm using Utility Pro for my starter theme, right? And so that gets has continual updates to it. And, um, you know, you have to go through the updates and see if it's going to conflict with any changes I've already made to the theme. And it's 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 a task to do. I mean, it's not an easy task to manage that and to keep them in sync. It's um, especially if you're also making changes to the theme yourself and maybe you've an area that's been changed. You've reworked it yourself. Now you've got to go back and say, okay, did I miss something that is important? Is there a security issue? There is there, you know, just a functionality problem that I wasn't aware of. And now I got to go back and find out exactly where those lines of code are um, and other themes too, even in, especially in Genesis, because that's where I work. But I mean, I've noticed that, um, you know, you might get a theme and it's at version 101 when you get it. Now it's at 106. And most of the, like you were saying, users that are just using the theme and purchased it and installed it are not going to be um, equipped to go through and say, okay, well, what changes have been made in this theme between version 1.01 and 1.06? And where are all these changes made? What files do I need to edit? Because you certainly just don't want to copy the whole thing over if you've made edits yourself, especially with the style sheet and the functions PHP file. Those would be the two primary places that the average user would end up making changes to. So, um you're right, Jonathan. It is a challenge, and it's it seems like um, managing updates to themes is much more challenging than it is for plugins. Maybe because yeah, we don't make as many changes to plugins. Exactly. You install it, but they update it, and you know, you're not customizing that plugin per se, so you don't have to worry about it. You can just accept the update and, and carry on. Um, yeah, well, the article itself, um, I didn't read it in enormous detail, but I did read it. And, um, you know, it made some, it made a note, I thought was an interesting point. It, it, you know, the responsibility of the theme developer, because, you know, they should, you know, they should realize that almost everybody's going to make a, you know, or should do make a child theme. If it doesn't come with a child theme, which it should do, then it should be already set up in that way, as far as I'm concerned. 
but that's my opinion. But if you have to make a child, you know, if it doesn't, you should make a child theme. Absolutely. And then do the changes. But as a theme developer, especially a commercial or anybody, they, they you know, they want to be taken seriously in that area. They should, they should know that people are going to put changes in the child theme because that's the whole purpose, isn't it? Um, where it comes with Genesis is that, um, you know, you have people make a, a child of the child, don't you? Mm-hmm. You've got the parent, which is Genesis. Then you've got the actual commercial child theme, and then they make a child of the child. Well, not strictly speaking, because, you know, there's not really such a thing as a, as a grandchild theme. Is what people mostly do is, is edit the, the child theme and, you know, maybe rename yeah. it or, uh, or not. Um, it seems like, though, um, a lot of them, at least with style sheet, you can use like a, you know, uh, there's a simple custom CSS. I use that a lot. And so, yeah, if you're just editing CSS, you can use That's something it. like and that. And it, it and then, you know, if, if you've only changed that, then you can, you know, you could update a, a, a theme like, you know, something like Utility Pro and, and, you know, not worry that anything was overwritten because you've got it all in that plugin. Yeah, and that typically loads last, so it's gonna yeah. it's gonna trump any styles that were changed earlier on, which is nice, and that helps. And then, uh, you know, maybe you could even go with maybe not modifying your functions PHP file, but you know, maybe calling in another, requiring another PHP file that has your custom things, and try to keep them separate so that you can you would still have to do some work because when the new function PHP file comes with an, a theme update you're going to have to go back in and put your require in there to pull in that other file, but at least they're separated. So you, you get, you know, you don't have to go in and try to go through that line by line to see, okay, well, where were the changes made? Yeah, I think that's great, Jackie, but I think the article is saying also the theme developer has got some responsibility to keep this in mind. So to try and avoid, um, but do an update that if anybody's done any kind of changes in a child theme, they're going to well, end up documentation with a would be helpful. You know, like you know, line number, whatever. There you go. We've made this change. Why we made the change? Um, is it required? Is it something, or is it just you know, uh, it's a style change? You can use it if you want or not, and that that would be helpful. So a little more detail on exactly what was changed in the theme. Yes. And. I always do what you, I think it was either you, Sally said, you know, or John, sorry. Um, I think it was actually John, you know, uh, you know, I never, I'm really cagey about updating themes on a live site for a client. You know, it's one of the most diciest. Um, I, I'd never do it. I always do it on a, on a staging site. Um, you know, it, it can be one of the most dark, it can really cause you some headaches and long you nights. You should not you work on that. your live site. Anything, no, you shouldn't. No, but that, that, that's really a bad idea, folks. So you Especially a client that, site. I mean, if you want to, you're going to want to mess up your own site. Well, you know, go for it. You know, but, but if you're working on a client site and they're yeah. paying you to take care of it or they're paying you to build it out, don't work on the live site, even if it's something minor, because, you know, you get tempted. You go, oh, I could just, you know, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I can't resist temptation. You know, and one of the rules is, you know, always make sure you have access 
to the server files if that you can get to it before you even start, you know, SSH, you know, SFTP, whatever it is you're using, make sure you have access to it. Go and make a copy of the files you're editing and, you know, um, it's for safekeeping in case you need to put something back. I mean, I can't tell you how many times you can go in and even edit the HE access file and just mess everything up and not even realize it until, you know, a little while later and you're looking, you're like, oh, okay. And if you hadn't made a copy of the original one of that, it, it's it's dicey. You know, you're not sure what to do. All right, so shall we, shall we go on to the next story? Um, let's go on to the next story, Jackie. Um provided, um, which is finding WordPress in the post-print new era. So um, yeah, can you start us off on this one? article. They were talking about, um, well, just that, you know, most of the print journalism is going digital and a lot of them, they're using publishing platforms, but a lot of the components in them are um, from WordPress. And it was interesting. They they, they used an ARC publishing, I think is what framework that they were using, but a lot of components in it are WordPress. And it was just interesting that um, that is a big part of um, the user base uh, for WordPress. There's a lot of uh, digital publishing companies, the smaller ones, especially that are um, moving their print online. And that's, I guess, the direction that it's going to go. Yeah, it was really interesting to ask what did what do you think, I just, Sally? I glanced at that briefly, but I know there have been, you know, all kinds of approaches with WordPress to, um, you know, both using WordPress uh, for creating print documents or creating print documents from WordPress uh, and, uh, of course, other kinds of, of things, various, you know, newspapers and, and magazines. And, you know, I'm not very surprised that they would... Um, that people would use uh, WordPress for that uh, as it seems like a, you know, a, a fairly good place to start. I've heard of some news organizations having uh, sort of custom CMSs or, or other things. And, and basically most of what I've heard about them is that WordPress would be preferable. Yeah, it's really interesting, Sally, because um, when I was reading the article, um, I was thinking back on the last um, last week. I was listening to the Matt report, and um, you know Matt, the owner of uh, so, so Confirms, and that he he was um, saying that um, his theme shop and his code shop that they they've really now specialised on higher education and regional and local newspapers, and they're some of their biggest clients are kind of smallish regional newspapers that are looking for um, an easy-used platform, um, but they're looking for a quality code shop that can give them the support and customization that they're also looking for. So, you know, I think what most people don't realize is that um, um, is that some of the biggest, you know, online news websites are run on WordPress, and then you get other institutions and other organisations say that they just don't think WordPress is up to it. So it, it's it's a quite interesting situation. It's all about perspective. It is, it, and, and I think it's probably also about what your specific uh, what your specific needs are. Because I think in some cases it's it's true that you know your sort of vanilla WordPress installation wouldn't be up to it. That you would have 
make the kinds of, of uh, you know, have a have your server set up specially, use, do some of the things they do with the VIP service, do the, you know, um, so that, you know, WordPress out of the box wouldn't be sufficient. It doesn't mean WordPress couldn't do it. Um, what do you think, Joe? Uh, well, several years ago, uh, Joe Boydston, he gave, like, a talk uh, at Sacramento WordPress meetup about using WordPress as a CMS for, you know, smaller, like, news publications. And he was, like, a pioneer in, uh, or who he was working for was, was kind of pioneering that. At the same time, um, you're seeing, like, more, like, larger scale, like, newspapers move to that now. The, the really, it seems like the technical challenge is the database, I mean, a long time ago, like when I was growing up, like you go to the library and or you'd go to like a newspaper and they'd have their, all their archives like on microfilm or they'd have it, uh, you know, just physical copies. But now when you're talking something like a Boston Globe, like a New York Times, uh, a Washington Post, you're talking about, you know, billions of stories that need to be archived in their database. And that requires, uh, you know, like a lot of technical planning. Something like that, WordPress VIP hosting is is what you're going to need. But say for like a regional newspaper, say something like in this area, like Elk Grove Citizen, Carmichael Times, something like that, it's much smaller. And WordPress would be a good solution. As always, though, the, the big thing with online newspapers is advertising, you know, how to work in the advertising, because that's always going to be the main revenue source, um, uh, you know, circulation uh, and advertising. So, uh, you know, answering those questions is, is the biggest thing for, you know, switching to any CMS, you know, whether it's WordPress or something else. Yeah. It's quite interesting because, um, in my own area, the Arena Gazette, um, they've got some priority system. I, I don't exactly mm-hmm. know what they're using. Um, in Carson City, um, there's a news website. I know um, he, he's a well-known reporter and he runs this news website. But that's based on Drupal because he's a bit of a Drupal fan. And then there's a couple of other smaller ones that are on WordPress. So it's a very diverse um, kind of setup. I, I, I definitely get the impression that WordPress is getting traction a lot in the online news printed paper kind of company area. That's my impression. So um, we had a last um, article from one of our other panelists, David, and I, I put it on. Um, I didn't get time to read it. Um, because it's one very large article um, about the future of um, WordPress. Um, I I propose we leave that for David. If he joins us, he can talk about that, because I didn't get the opportunity to read it to the extent, but it looked like a fantastic article, very in-depth. Um, I am going to give it a good read over the weekend, but I've got a few projects to do this weekend, but I'm going to um, give it a good read and um, probably either discuss it um, either today or next week, maybe. Um, so I think what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to go for our first break, and then when we're going to come back, we're going to be talking about the main topic, which is WordPress plugins that we tend to put on almost every site. So we'll be back in a minute, folks. 
Want to turn your WordPress website into an online speed machine? Go on over to WP Tonic. They'll set up DigitalOcean websites hosting on solid state drives. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for WP Tonic's maintenance packages. WP Tonic offers some of the very best WordPress maintenance packages on the market. So those who are serious about getting the very best platform for their WordPress sites, make sure you go on over to wp-tonic.com. Well, we're coming back, folks, and um, got a great panel here. We've had a good discussion about some really great um, news topics, and we're going on to our main topic, folks. So, um, so Jackie, um, what? Are, uh, give us a couple of the plugins that you you just literally put on almost any website uh, you're dealing okay, with. Okay, so are we talking about when you're developing a website or were you talking about for an end user, what plugins you would want to have on their site when you're finished with it? Those are two different... Jackie, okay. wherever you want to, wherever okay, you want to well, go, Jackie. I'll start off with... Okay, I'll start off with what I would do, you know, when I'm developing a website, like what's my toolkit, what do I need to to do my job, and then, of course, there'll be things that I'll remove as time goes by when, you know, you put your site live, but, you know, desktop server is number one for me, and Migrate DB Pro with added media files, um, uh, add-on plugin. Those two, I can't live without either one of those. And, and I have to say, MigrateDB Pro, I've been using a lot more um, when because I've been working on projects where there's continuing updates happening on the live side and I have to pull things in. And um, it's not as simple as just desktop server is great for the initial get your site set up and get it up on a staging. And then if you need to continually sync it, the MigrateDB Pro is much better. So those two are really uh, my top two that I would put on there. Um, and I'll leave it over to everybody else to show the two that I would start with for sure. Well, go on, Annie, you want to start off? All right. So there, you know, it's, it's true that my, uh, you know, my deploy setup includes um, <clears throat> plugins I use while developing, like, you know, the Genesis visual hook guide that I normally take out uh, afterwards because, yeah. you know, my client doesn't need them and, and why, uh, uh, why let them, uh, you know, why, <clears throat> why have to, to carry the overhead. Um, and, you know, I have a list of, of uh, plugins that are Genesis-oriented, since that's what I build, and a list of, of plugins that are, um, you know, would would go on uh, on other sites also. Uh, one of the, you know, literally top of the list is Anti-Spam by Vitaly, um, which I generally use instead of Akismet, unless there's a reason I'm forced to use Akismet, uh, because it just keeps the spam from ever getting into your database and it's free. Uh, and, you know, most of my client sites are, are not personal blogs, they're business sites. And, and so, you know, they need to pay if they want an Akismet license. And some of them are happy, happy enough to, to do that. But I, what I find still happens is, you know, that those spam comments are still, are sitting on there for 30 days, you know, yeah. before they get eliminated. And by the time that 30 days is up, there's, been as many more spam comments and that's just clutter in your database that you don't need that is a great point what was the name of that plugin again the plugin is uh anti anti hyphen spam since there are several of these uh uh several plugins with similar names and let me just copy the link and put it in the chat here 
Thank you. Right. Um, do you want to start off with, uh, John? Yeah, definitely. Um, so when I'm developing uh, a site, the two plugins that I use uh, pretty much like all the time, Advanced Custom Fields Pro and uh, yeah. what's the other one? Migrate WP Migrate Database Pro. And uh, when I discovered WP Migrate Database Pro, that was like a, rele- a revelation to me. If anybody does not know about this plugin, it is uh, it, it. You need to use it uh, because essentially, <laughs> basically, basically, say like say you 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 know you're moving a site from like uh, you know local to staging to production. Well, here's the problem: is your uh, your your whole database uh, moving it is like a pain. Uh, and changing the pass, like the URL pass, is like a pain. But this plugin just does it for you. Uh, the license, I, I think it's less than like $100 a year for a license. Uh, totally worth it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a so terrific plugin. And especially if you're using, I mean, I tend to use Backup Buddy for a lot of my migration, mm-hmm. but there are hosts where you can't do that. And the Migrate DB Pro is really is particularly good in cases where, you know, you, you, you can't just pop the whole uh, site over all in one or where something might have been changing on the on the live site while you were working on the staging site and you need to to be sure that stuff is is updated and the same company delicious brains is is working on basically a live database synchronization tool oh that's cool oh there's velcro kitty (laughs) and this actually this is this is a klepto kitty Oh, also, sometimes down in the drawers and pulls the stuff out. Um, and uh, uh, also the one who got tangled in my headphones before. Um, so what, one there last thing on Migrate DB Pro. I mean, the, one of the, like John was saying, one of the really awesome things is it saves your setups so that you have, you can have a push to live and you can have a pull from live and you can have mm-hmm. a pull, push to staging and a pull from staging. And, you know, it's just, I love that it saves all of that and it's a one click and you're done. It's, it's fantastic. Where did Jonathan go? I don't know. I think he's coming back. But um, yeah, no, it, that's a really amazing part. It does save your settings. That's useful. Um, it, and, and again, it has kind of like toggle switches to where it's like, you know, over on this site, y- you can have it like pulling. You know, this one is like pushing. And, you know, so nothing like accidentally gets destroyed or overridden. And it, it backs uh, up before it does it too. So it'll back up the database before it even yep. does the pull or the push. And it's great. Um, the other thing I use a lot is the Kint, the uh, Kint uh, debugger. I just put a link for that there. Oh, yeah. I can't live without that plugin when I'm developing because especially if I'm writing some new code, it is so nice to just put little things in there to show you what the values are in your arrays or things. And it just shows it up right where it needs to be. It's got a nice click where you can click on it. It'll drop down and show you all the contents of whatever it is, uh, variables that you're looking for in there. That's very handy. So folks, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Yes, we can hear you. You're a black screen. But I've, I've gone you. black, haven't I? So I think we'll go um, for our second break. Want to turn your WordPress website into an online speed machine? 
go on over to WP Tonic. They'll set up DigitalOcean websites hosting on solid state drives. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for WP Tonic's maintenance packages. WP Tonic offers some of the very best WordPress maintenance packages on the market. So those who are serious about getting the very best platform for their WordPress sites, make sure you go on over to wp-tonic.com. Now, folks, or no, actually, I think we continue with me blacked out because it doesn't really matter if you can't see me, really, does it? So, um, I just I don't know what happened there, folks. We're, we're talking about the live show and always excitement on the live show, there's always something that goes wrong. So, um, I want to talk about um, here's one I'm going to put the link in that I tend to put on most clients admin columns. Do you know that one? I've used it a number of times, yes. Um, because um, I like to tie, I like things tidy, and um, it's like the SEO Yoast. You don't love it, but it has a tendency to take over the whole admin, and you do, and especially if you in. Dealing with you can just turn that off under screen options. Yes, you can. Um, but I'll get on to the next one, Sally. Um, <laughs> like when you um, get, get on to WooCommerce, um, when you've got a lot of um, stuff, these additional plugins, you, you, need, you need something to kind of um, take control over the admin columns and this comes this is a free and it comes with a pro version as well and uh, it's just a nice little tool that i i think um another one um from um delicious brains i don't know if you've used it but i've put it on a couple of my own sites and a couple of client sites is wp offload s3 have you any of you used that one I've heard not, of it, but not used I it. I haven't used it either. I haven't used it. It's a really nice, um, comes with a nice little interface, and it just helps you with um, Amazon S3 and um, getting your images set up. Um, so you're not, it's actually loading images off S3 and other media rather than on your website your hosting so um especially if you've got a lot of media and you haven't got a massive plan um this this can help um uh, i really like it basically so it it gets a few stars for me and i've been tending to put it on a lot of sites lately so sally got any others that you want to talk about sure i mean there are things that i put on pretty well every site um backup buddy and uh iThemes uh, Security Pro, um, both of them. Now, there are sites that won't let you uh, run Backup Buddy, uh, but on the ones where, where you can, I, I tend to use it and back all of my uh, client sites up either to Stash or to um, S3. Uh, Gravity Forms I use on uh, many, many sites. Um, yeah. And uh, then looking at what else I have here... <laughs> Uh, WP Rocket I install pretty frequently um, because yeah. even on even on hosts that have good caching it will often do some additional helpful stuff for you. Have you noticed a lot of improvement using that? I've read a lot of good articles about it lately. I noticed I noticed the most improvement on you know on on poorer quality hosting, um, but I still do notice a, I, I still do notice a difference, and it has been designed so that it will work with hosts like WP Engine that don't want you to use other caching plugins okay um 
Anything else, Sally? Oh, well, there's hey, there's quite a list, but, you know, I don't know where we want to uh, where we want to go. My and uh, uh, what am I what else am I looking at here? Uh, heartbeat control. Oh, I haven't um, heard of that. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I I'm think- not sure what I think fix some of the issues with with the heartbeat thing but i've run into problems where i just you know forgot to log out of the admin and and suddenly you know wordpress is sucking up a ton of resources just because of the silly heartbeat thing uh so uh that lets you uh say you know okay only only run this like in the you know in the post and page editor instead of anywhere in the admin um and i've got the uh, link for that uh, I'm sure I can get you one in just a second. Uh, right, John, you wanna you wanna let Sally find the link for that because that's that sounded really interesting. Um, got any any others that come to mind, John? Yeah, these are these are all really good. I'm gonna definitely like have to uh, embed this ba- blab for later. But uh, well, because because you can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's 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 like the scorpions say, uh, you know, like in 1982, like you really want to black out, you know. Uh, so, um, I, I'm so tempted to refresh, but I'm so worried about blab that I'm just yeah. I'm just prepared to leave it as it is. All right, go on, go on to the next one. Sorry, um, but yeah, I mean, these are all really cool. Um, definitely, like, like I said, um, you know, advanced custom fields pro. I mean, that it, like is essentially like pretty useful. Okay, for- can you- Explain to yeah, I, I love ACF, but I don't actually use it on every single site, so I don't keep it in yeah. my de- deploy install. Um, Can you quickly explain what it does, John? Actually, yeah. So WordPress has like native support for custom fields, uh, which is just like extra metadata, uh, you know, associated with each post. And, but what Advanced Custom Fields does is it gives you like a really solid um, interface for creating. Uh, groups of new uh, custom fields that you can associate with posts or like specific types of posts. You can, um, you know, set rules to where it's like uh, show this on every post or every page or this specific page template or, you, you know, just all these different rules. And what that is, is instead of like relying on the, you know, you know, hey, you're handing off the site to the client. Here you go, Mr. Client. Uh, and it gives you more freedom to say, like, you know, here's, like, some values that you can plug into, like, each page. And then you have your, you know, page template set up to where it takes those values and plugs them into the page. Uh, and this is, like, way more useful than just, like, say, like, you know, using the text editor yeah it's a, it's a superb plugin what i'm just interrupting slightly john because yeah, um, i just want to say to the listeners john it's um it's more of a kind of um advanced developer um plugin um i think yeah, it's true that it's a uh, it's developed by an australian guy isn't it i've forgotten his name but Elliot Condon. Oh, yes. yeah, he's a great guy um and it's just a great plugin if, if you're if you're going into development or as a hobbyist you really want to you know have a really fantastic custom post tool that's got a heap of other functionality um and the price is amazing for what you get isn't it john yeah, um, so basically it's $25 per site, or you can get a developer's license for $100 a year. And uh, 
So, but, but basically, there's a, in the pro version, there's like a, a repeater field where you can, you know, basically say, uh, here's like a group of stuff that we want to repeat. Like, say if you know you're doing like a set of logos, or you're doing like, hey, here's like some profiles that we want to repeat, like a team member profile, uh, or you know, or whatever it is, um, or just chunks of text and uh, images and buttons and stuff like that. So you can repeat like as many as you want. And the client doesn't have to call you, the developer, like every time they want to make a change. They right. Can- I mean, I, I used that on, on my own site on the uh, in the portfolio where I have a list of like all the plugins that I've mm-hmm. used on the site. And so I just add a new row for each yeah. extra plugin and it has a place for the name and the link. And, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, have you ever just, I don't want to, because we're going off a little bit of tech, te- well, not really, but have you, um, have you ever used pods either, John? I have not used pods. It is, uh, yeah, it's, it's very similar like that. And, uh, yeah, it, it sounds really similar, uh, but, but I have not used pods yet. I've, I've used both occasionally, but I've got the developer for, um, yeah. So, um, one I've just, um, I'm going to put in here another caching plugin like Rocket, one I use. I think either fantastic is Comic Cache. Comes with a free version and also a pro version. And, and um, they've renamed themselves a few times. I think they got into a bit of a, um, a copyright spat, so they had to rename themselves memory it was probably a trademark spat yeah it was actually thank you sally uh, um so they had to change um but it's one i've used but i think either are great um so i don't think you can go wrong if you want to use either i'm trying to think of um so john you want to talk about another one you put on regularly Oh, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, uh, one that everybody uses or should use, I mean, is Yoast SEO. Uh, And, you know, we had to have, like, a lot of people say, like, oh, you know, all-in-one SEO, but I really think it's, like, no comparison. Uh, Yoast SEO is great because you basically, you plug in, like, the keyword or keyword phrase that you're trying to optimize, like, a page or for, and then it will kind of give you clues. It'll... Um, you know, give you like the red, yellow, green, uh, you know, for the page overall. But uh, it will show you like a preview of the snippet, what it's going to look like in Google. You know, it'll tell you like, hey, you need to include that phrase in your title, your body text. Uh, You know, uh, none of your images have alt tags. It'll say like, you know, keyword density, stuff like that. But it also does things like it generates like your XML sitemaps, which you can just give the uh, URLs to those to Google. And then every time you publish something new, like Google will go crawl it. Um, you can set like uh, title rules for things like your post pages, archives, um, custom post types, you know, all those things. Uh, right. It does open graph meta. It, it does a yeah. lot. I just wish it pestered us less. <laughs> True. Uh, True. Um, so what I think we do, folks, we go for our next break and then uh, we talk about some more um, WordPress plugins that we tend to use a lot. Be back in a minute, folks. We're coming back, folks. Um, we're going to talk some more about the plugins that we use a lot on our own websites and clients' websites. Um, one that I do tend to 
it's, I won't say it's controversial, but some people get, probably get a bit sniffy about it. Um, is I tend to put Black Studio Tiny MCE on a lot of stuff. Um, um, I just find it really, really useful. Um, what it does is it gives you a little editor for your widget areas. Um, I don't know if you can use it actually on Genesis sites. You can do. I, I don't... I used it before. Uh, very often with Genesis, I'm using something instead like Featured Page Advanced, which, uh, uh, but um, I've used the Black Studio uh, Tiny MCE widget. And um, no, Bill, uh, no one can see Jonathan. Uh, uh, he's gone into the Witness Protection Program. Uh, <laughs> About time, really, isn't it, Sally? <laughs> Yes. Well, there, there was that show where I had to call in from the from the cafe and nobody could see me. It was like the, uh, the yeah. definitely the, the witness protection program version. Um, and there's another widget thing that I've used sometimes. Um, uh, oh, that's great because um, sometimes I've had some slight problems with this black. Right. It's a. It's it's not. For exactly the same thing, but it's for um, managing. I'll have to log into a site that I use it on and remind myself what it's called. Uh, so, well, I, don't, I don't use it very often, uh, but I've used it a few times when that was the thing that was going to do the trick for the way I needed widgets to be laid out so another one another one i use folks is um it's a basic social media um icon um flexible icon. post widget that's what it's called all right put, put the link in sally if you can find all right um it, the one i one i was going to just about talk about was um social media widget going to put the link into the chat. I remember that one. I, I almost always use simple social icons uh, or lightweight social icons now. Yeah, but. Both great as well, aren't they, Sally? But I, 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 this is old favourite. What about you, John? Any Anything that you'd regularly use on the social media side or anything like icons or widget um, areas? Yeah, it, it just depends. I mean... Um, for like posts and stuff like that, I normally just use like the module from Jetpack, um, which yeah. used to be used to be called like Share Daddy, um, you know. But if somebody like needs something different, I'm, I just basically go out and just find one of the eighty million like. Right, I've been using the Robin Corbett's uh, scriptless uh, sharing uh, uh, tool for the for the share buttons. Uh, recently, I, I've switched to that on a couple of sites because those sharing plugins can be a place that really sucks up resources yeah. and, and hits your performance. The, the one I've just put in, Sally, just produces icons, it, um, and I found it it's um, it's been a staple finding because you can also make your own custom library and you can uh, you can make your own different sizes and it covers. A, right. I mean, the, the thing about the social media widget and a lot of those is basically they are all using image libraries instead of icon fonts. And you can kind of go back and forth uh, in terms of which is preferable from, you know, accessibility versus clarity versus whatever. But I, I do find that the icon fonts scale a heck of a lot better. 
Yeah, it's, I just like I like I just like it because I found that it's one of the few that I haven't had a lot of conflict problems over the years. It just it's a stable and, and normally it's compatible with most stuff that I'm working with. Um, but I, you know, sometimes I think the only thing it doesn't. I'm not sure if it allows you YouTube, but you can go in and customize the plugin anyway and add some fields to other social media i've gone in hacked away and um it's um i just like it so um go on um jackie got any um got any others you like to talk yeah, about i shared a couple of links earlier um one is better search replace and delicious oh, brains is search. one of the authors on that now oh right so Got, oh, did you put the link in? So, I did. I put the link in. That one's really helpful if you need to do some database replacements, and it's pretty intuitive, and you can do a dry run to see how many um, will be affected. Uh, it's it's nice. It's, I, I like it a lot. It's replaced some other one that I was using a while back, but um, this one seems to be smoother. The other thing that I really like is Query Monitor. I think most people are using that while you're developing. You certainly don't want to put that on your live site when you're done, but while you're working, it really tells you if you're getting PHP warnings or other things, and it does it in a nice, elegant way, and it's just easier to work with. Um, and then the last one, I was always using the Limit Login Attempts um, plugin, but I like this server one way better. I had two clients recently that were getting constant, just yeah. people trying to log into their site. I was getting emails all the time, you know, saying locked out, locked out. And um, this one has some nice, some other features that I really like. One is you can change the login page. You know, you can rename it to something else instead of WP Admin which is nice because that seems to have put a stop to at least temporarily all of the attempts that were going on with those two sites. Um, and it has a nice interface where you can really see what's going on. And um, it had some really nice features that uh, limit login attempts didn't have. So if you've got a host where, you know, they're not real aggressive on monitoring all of that and you want to make sure that your client is, uh, uh, they're not spending a lot of resources on that server with these constant login attempts, then that's a good plugin. It's free and it's easy to configure and use. Yeah, they do that. Um, that's part of what comes in the iTheme security is, is uh, both moving your uh, your login page and the you know various brute force protection and login limits and a, and a bunch of other things. So I have tended to find it convenient just to use one plugin for all of that. That's a good point. Um, another one, a premium one that I tend to put on a lot of people's sites is um, it comes from Fat Cat Apps. They're, they're well known for their um, pricing table um, plugin. But um, it's um, it basically it makes little forms for your a list of really well known uh, email services like MailChimp and that. So it's a little kind of form builder that builds quite attractive forms. And I'm going to put the link in in a minute. Um, and it's called Optin Cat Premium. And um, just, I really like it actually. Um, it's got a nice little interface and it's not ridiculously priced. And um, I like David. Um, he's been on my show as well. The guy that owns owns the um, um, the plugin shop. 
So um, if you're looking for something like that, and uh, I use his um, uh, other plugin for tables a lot. I've used it on a lot of my own sites and on quite a few um, client sites. I guess most of my clients don't have pricing tables. Yeah, well, have a look at it because um, David um, David's a great guy and so is his team. Um, so, um, and I'm not getting any referral from this, folks. I was te- I was teased. I was teased on WP Water Cooler for that. Uh, um, no, I don't get referrals by saying this, folks. Uh, um, got any others, John? Uh, hmm. No. <laughs> Um, I've got one, one more. Yeah. Um, WP Accessibility is a nice plugin. If you have, um, oh, if you're considering, uh, you know, going through and making sure that you've got some basic accessibility set up on your website, it is really helpful um, to do, and it's um, pretty comprehensive on there. So oh, that that's definitely good. one to look for. It's not Genesis specific. You can use it any on any WordPress site. I'll, oh, I'll put, I'm going to put a link there. It's a free plugin. Oh, great. That's really cool. How did you find that one, Jackie? Was it recommended or you just found it? I think it, it came, day? well, it's definitely recommended with Utility Pro. Uh, so oh, that's how I it discovered came it. from Carrie Bills originally. I heard it through her. Oh, yes, Carrie. One of my other people over in, she, she, the last time I interviewed her was in a bunker somewhere in Texas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> literally. Uh, um, um, so that kind of brings back a memory. Uh, um, so I'm trying to find some more. Um, right. Well, I've got a, a, a couple that I use on a lot of sites um, to deal with images. Uh, one of them is the Enable Media Replace uh, plugin. Um, and oh, t- tell us more. What does that do, Sam? Literally, uh, it lets you replace an item in the media library. So, uh, you know client says, oh, I want, you know, a new version of this PDF file. Um, and it, you can just, you know, go to where the PDF file is. It, it helps you avoid a lot of clutter in the media library. Click the button that says, you know, replace. Uh, tell it to, you know, not just replace the, the, the file, but update all the links. And then, you know, you only have to make that change there, not any, not anywhere else. Oh, that sounds great, because I, I was listening, uh, uh, I think it was, I can't remember now, but I was listening to another podcast, and I think one of the areas that definitely does need improving is, um, is, the, is the media library in WordPress, because especially, uh, I think they were talking, I, I think it was, um, yeah, it still escapes me, um, but they were talking about it, they were having to kind of, to clean up like 6,000 images or move it and they were having to transfer all the images manually or something and they were just worrying about the lack of um, kind of the search facilities and having subfolders. And blah, it is blah, pretty blah. clunky. There's something I've, I've promised to test from the um, Max Galleria people about uh, organizing your media library in, in folders, and I have not had a chance to uh, not had a chance to do that yet. Uh, Jackie or John, have you come across anything that helps with the media library? As far as well, search, um, categorizing, um, making it more 
flexible and, fu- and just general functionality. Come across anything? Hmm. No, obviously not. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're using something on a project I'm working on now, right now. I'm going to double, double, double check and see if it's what, what the name of it is. All right. Thanks, Jackie. But um, I think the other thing, now what about search? Because I think Jackie um, mentioned and she's put it on in the chat, but have you ever either used Sally or John? Have you put, used any additional plugins to ha- improve the basic search function? Um, I have done in the past. I haven't needed to so much, uh, but it depends what you want. So there, are, you know, is definitely people speak very well of things like Search WP. Uh, if you need extended search functions, I've used. Um, facet before for faceted searches, but the last time I did a faceted search, I used something else, uh, which I will just go track down. Um, well, the first one you mentioned, a lot of people use that, but I've occasionally had some major problems with theme conflict with that particular one, only occasionally. But it is the one that a lot of people, um, I forgot the developer's name, unfortunately, um, but he's he's got a great reputation, hasn't he, Sally? It's not Ozzy. That's Ozzy Rodriguez, right? Is it? I'm not sure, actually, John. I don't actually think it is, actually. Oh, or is it? Let me look it up again. Yeah, I, I think, it, think- it, it's somebody, it's him or somebody he knows. I think, okay, uh, let's take a look. I might be totally wrong there. I just think it's- he isn't. Yeah, I'm not sure. I heard him talk about it before, so maybe that's why I'm thinking it's yeah. him. But yeah, I think it's not. No, right. but it's a regular right. one because, folks, the the searching WordPress isn't terrible, but it isn't fantastic either. So, if ultimate got- WP query search filter. All oh, right. That's the one you, you you've liked that as well, have you? Well, I used I used it once. I needed to build a because I got fed up with um, like team directory plugins after a couple of them broke on me. Uh, but I needed to build a directory that I could filter by various uh, custom fields, and that was what I ended up uh, using for it. Um, and you've had some good good experiences. It worked. It, it worked fine. Um, and uh, so, uh, Rightio, then and we're still waiting for John to come back. Did you ever find out if he was the guy? Search WP. It looks like it's Jonathan Christopher from yes. the uh, agency, like Iron to Iron. So yeah, I thought uh, yeah, I get confused. I do. I get confused with all the people in in the community. I really do. Yeah, well, and I think we've had a we've had a good chat, so uh, I think we're going to end the um, the podcast part of the show, folks. What we do is we continue the, um, our discussion, me and John, when we do um, we do some reviews of websites, um, and also if anybody's got any kind of WordPress problems, we try and help. I think we help, don't we, John? Not too sure, but I think we do. Yeah, um, most of the time. Yeah, yeah, most of the time. So I'm just going to ask my guests to um, say how people can get hold of them, and then we'll wrap this po- this podcast part of the show up. So, Sally, how can people get hold of you? Sure. I am uh, at Sally Getch on Twitter, uh, and uh, otherwise you can find me through my uh, website, wpfangirl.com. Um, Oh, well, that sounds good, Sally. What about you, Jackie? How can people 
hire you and give you gobs of money. You can find me on Twitter at uh, jdelia and um, or on my website at jackiedelia.com. That's great, Jackie. Thanks. What about my beloved co-host? How, how can people track you down, John? Well, they can always find me on my website, LockdownDesign.com, or you can follow me on Twitter, Lockdown underscore. Now tell the fine people how they can get a hold of you, Jonathan. Well, I'm very easy to, I'm all over the internet. So look for Jonathan Denwood, go to the WP Tonic website. We've got gobs of content on that website just gobs of it and um basically join us on blab every saturday starting at 10 a.m pacific standard time we've got uh, a great panel of uh, wordpress experts that don't come on every show they kind of come on and then they go off and they come back on so but we've got a great mixture and it's great fun and um after they recorded me and john and some of the panel continue and we give free advice and um we help you um, make your website more productive so um see you soon folks bye say bye bye bye, bye. bye. bye.